Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I am your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 136, season 7, episode 11, entitled A Goon's Deed in a Weary World, originally airing January 24th, 2013. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Now that TGS has been officially canceled by NBC, Jack refuses to reverse the decision because he feels like he can't Im- immediately contradict something his predecessor did, leading Liz to launch a bid to save the show as the Cable Town board prepares to visit and hear her plea. But it turns out her adopted kids are on a flight from Houston and they're landing earlier than expected, so can she really have it all? <gasps> Meanwhile, now that he's a CEO of Cabletown, Jack has to hire the new president of NBC and conducts a tour that doubles as the actual final interview and brings Kenneth back as Paige to conduct the important tour. Finally, everyone's starting to think of what they're going to do next in life with TGS ending, leading Jenna and Tracy to pitch some new projects. Not new horrible projects, but new projects nonetheless. I mean... The amount of, of details they came up with on the fly is pretty impressive. That is true. Uh, I mean, I guess there's no wrong answers in brainstorming. That's true. That a thing? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is the penultimate episode of 30 Rock. Right? I was going to say that because, tech- like, yes and no, because I guess technically the finale was... An hour long. Even though it aired over an hour, yeah. it was just a separate episode. So yeah. it is isn't. It was the penultimate airing, but I don't know if it was technically the penultimate episode. Yeah, because it was technically episode 12 and 13. Yeah. Does it really matter? I don't know. Not I don't really. think so. But really. We're going to do the last episode as one episode, so yeah. this is the penultimate episode of this podcast, <gasps> I could say, I guess. Uh but yeah, no, I mean, this was, a, this was a fun little episode. Definitely one of those, like, slapdash, 30 Rock, you know, everything's coming to an end and you got to start hurrying to the end, kind of, uh, you know, so much going on. How do you juggle it all? And then <clears throat> the very not-so-subtle in any way uh, referencing of, like, Willy Wonka and the Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, whatever you want to call it, uh, presentation that is jack's tour i mean it's it's so on the nose like there's no other way you couldn't see it as that um but yeah this was this was entertaining and there was a moment when like kenneth is gifted not gifted but i guess received the honor spoiler alert of becoming the new nbc president it felt like another one of those like genuine moments like there it looked like there really was like water welling in his eyes kind of thing like oh that's a nice touch um but even like liz's you know when she's on the phone with Chris and is like, I can't make it to the airport. I have to stay here because I have to stay to show. Like, that's another one of those, like, moments of, like, I don't know. It probably comes from real life. There's probably stuff that Tina Fey's had to miss as a result of producing a show or something like that that, I don't know, speaks on some level as real. Um, but, no, I mean, it was, it was a good episode. But I think next week's episode definitely holds more heart um, because it is the final episode. There's also some, some goofy stuff in here too, which we'll get to. Yeah, I love the recurring like green ski green running yeah. down. <laughs> Cause it's like I guess green screen gets used a lot more than you think, because the clear joke is like the office is basically a green screen, except it actually doesn't look that fake because like it it passes to well we'll talk about it when you get there, obviously about though it's more of a visual joke, but it's like they're talking about how no one believes green screens and it's like the office but the office is a green screen it actually looks realistic and then it flips to like random like footage mm-hmm. of birds flying around or something yeah. which is silly yeah um but anyway we'll get to that 
Yeah. Overall, I thought it was good. I mean, it's it's very clearly like we're in almost at the end episode with people moving, just about to move in their final places. Like some, fine. I mean, I guess Liz finally meeting like her new kids isn't total close to that storyline because obviously they'll they pop up again in the finale. But it feels like in a way like a closure to that arc mm-hmm. and Kenneth like ascending to his you know basically achieving like his lifelong dream and jack really too and Mm -hmm. so it does a good job of of closing out a lot of stuff while still leaving just a little bit of room to to do something in the finale yeah i mean this almost was kind of like a finale in that yeah most things were wrapped up so like you're like all right well what's next week's gonna hold because it almost could have except i don't think jenna and tracy get enough like they get a funny like they get a funny storyline. I think it's like a lot of the comedy episode, um, but they don't get closure. Like Liz, Jack, Kenneth, all I guess. Like mm-hmm. if this was a finale, like this was this was the finale, like it would work for them, but it wouldn't work for Jen and Tracy. I don't think. Yeah. So no, we definitely needed the another or two episodes to really get the finale feel. But yeah, half the main cast wrap their story up uh, in this episode. You know, it's not to like a bombastic ending. You know, it's just like we don't get to see Kenneth in his role. We barely get to see Jack in his CEO role. And Liz just beats her kids, which, by the way, horrible kid actors. I know we've said it before. Aww. Like, sometimes there's good kid actors. Sometimes there's not. And this is the latter because well, you know. I'm not going to judge them too hard. It might be their first acting job, whatever. But, like, the kid, the, the, the daughter trying to say camera, but still pronouncing it camera. Aww. And then the Tracy cute. Jordan kid. Stop being like, hard on children. Well, it's gonna be it's a hard business they need to hear it from someone 10 years later uh i don't know it was still it was still like cute but it was definitely like i mean because it just it all felt so stilted but we get we'll get there we'll get there um uh, i don't know but yeah no it definitely we need we need next week's episode to to really find out where everyone's gonna end up in the end so yeah other thoughts before we hop in Let's hop in. All right. So our cold open's doing some heavy lifting in this one. So we'll probably have to cut in um, and uh, break it up a little bit. But it's going to set up everybody's storylines. You failed us, Liz. You let the show get canceled and we all die. No! I didn't! It wasn't my fault! When we talked about this dream, we said we were gonna be cowboys. Your, your fault. fault! Your, your fault. fault! Your fault! Your fault! Ah! Wake up! Please wake up! Ah! The twins are coming. What? Yeah, I just got an email from Bev at the adoption agency. It's from hotjugsbev2 at adoption.gov. <laughs> Guess there's another full-figured Bev at the office there. Oh my god! Flight 124 on January 29th? That's, that's in five days. It's happening so fast. We don't even know where they're coming from. Airbike flight 124 out of Houston's George Bush Airport. It's not my airport. I'll let it go, Liz. Wait, if they're coming from Houston, they won't have winter clothes. They're going to need jackets and hats. How big is an eight-year-old's head? I'm thinking like a bowling ball? Oh, uh, no, bowling ball's too small. It's like a basketball. Small basketball that you win at the fair. You're describing a bowling ball. Okay, kids coming. Show to save. DVR 98%, but I'm just never in the mood to watch Treme. Okay, first things first, I'll watch a bunch of Tremes. I'll go to the sporting goods store and measure balls. I need a cloth tape measure. To Ikea. <laughs> 
All right, you have to explain that Treme joke to me. It well, sounds familiar, but yeah. Well, I'm glad Liz is is focusing on the most important task first, like cleaning out the DVR. <laughs> so Treme was the David Simon show on HBO. Um, well, obviously around this time, it was. I I don't know if it, if it was his next show right after The Wire, um, mm-hmm. but it was not long after that. In any case, anyway, um, it was it was like almost like the pinnacle of like show that's critically acclaimed but like literally no one watches because it was like very slow like apparently like you know it, it was more much more slice of life than narrative and there were just like apparently long parts of episodes where it was just like people playing music so um but yeah but i, I guess because it was hbo and david simon and well-reviewed like it it I guess got more mention, obviously, because mm. like famously, like well, not I don't know about famously, but coincidentally, like around this time, like a few months before, I remember like it was because this was the season the Ryan Murphy show, the New Normal, had, was on, and um, Glee, and it was like both made jokes about Treme in the same week. It was like someone on Glee referenced like hate watching Treme, and on the New Normal, they made a joke about like. They, they needed, they, they didn't have any black friends to invite to a dinner party, so they said they should invite the cast of Tremay because no one knows who they are anyway, because no one watches it, so they would seem like normal people. Aww. Anyway, so this was around, I mean, this was a couple months before this episode of 30 Rock, so this was around that time that I guess Tremay was, I, I don't know what season it would have been in, but, um, yeah. Basically, a critically acclaimed show that was very slow mm-hmm. and literally no one watched. So, so it, it premiered in 2010 and okay. ended in 2013. So this probably would have been season three, season four of Tremaine. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, this I, this escaped me. I'm only 36 episodes. I mean, no one really talks about it yeah. now. So I think it just kind of got lost. Yeah. I like that the theme song is just called the Treme song. Yeah. And it's just super fun. Steve Zahn. I like Steve Zahn. Yeah. But I think I guess it takes place in like, uh, I think it takes place in post-Katrina. Yeah, it's, it's definitely New Orleans. I think it's post-Katrina yeah, specifically. And just commentary kind of yeah. on that area in the yeah aftermath. it looks like a musical not musical but music related just people yeah. surviving and rebuilding their lives yeah I'd skate. i mean I'm, I'm not a huge hbo person so i'm not surprised i missed this but um yeah good for them and has uh, has that creator done anything since the wire or since yeah Tremay? um uh, david simon yeah, he did the the show The Deuce, which had it, it had three seasons and its its series finale aired two years ago now. I can't remember exactly when, but anyway, that was that was actually a a, a really good show, um, basically about New York in the I guess the seventies and how uh, basically focused on I don't know the like the let's, let's try it. I guess, like, the seediness of New York at that era, basically it chronicles, like, the start, it starts when, like, Times Square is, like, basically, like, where the prostitutes are, and oh, there's drug and mafia stuff. That's the one James Franco. Yeah, James I, yeah, Franco, yeah who played Curious, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of just chronicled, like, uh, right, just the, the development over the course of however many years, and then now, of course, focus on the end about how Times Square is basically, like, Disneyland where it's completely changed from its from its roots but it was actually it was it was a, a really really good show um that was the i don't know if it was like much more plot driven than like the wire or treme or whatever but it i mean it was it was super engaging so hmm. i would recommend it it's only three seasons like not many episodes so the plot against oh, the plot against america was david simon too yeah that's the um 
Like, it's an alternate history where if, like, Charles Lindbergh becomes president and is a Nazi sympathizer instead of, I guess, Truman or FDR. I can't remember. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's, like, very... It came out, like, last year, mm-hmm. like, in the time before the election, where it was just, like, it's so dark. It's too... Almost yeah. too real. So, I haven't uh-huh. seen it. But, I, I mean, I've heard it was uh, very good. But maybe sometime I'll watch it. Simon read the novel 2004, thought it politically irrelevant, approached it in 2013 to adapt it, and then he decided to take it on after 2016. Yeah. I guess it was more politically relevant then. Hmm. Is it, is it still going? No, it was just a It, it was, was a miniseries. Series. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I mean, I need to watch, I need to finish The Wire one day. <laughs> one day. Have you gotten so. through the first season yet? No, At least, Jesus. no, I know. But I mean, I do like that like every season is essentially like a different aspect of, you know, the the police department. I just, it it gets just, yeah. Anyway. I can't wait to see what you finish first. The Wire or Curb Your Enthusiasm? I'm closer to finishing Curb, (laughs) but I've taken a break on that just because that's, (laughs) I I can watch The Wire because it's not mean. I mean, it's depressing and dark, but Curb's just so mean and silly and obnoxious. Anyway. This. But also, like, Chris runs out with no shoes on. He's in his pajamas. He's got to get to Ikea. I, I guess he's dedicated. Kudos to him. Uh, they got to get the furniture for the children. The children. Also, the joke that Lutz has about... Wait, when we discussed this dream, we discussed... Oh. So, that means Liz has discussed having this dream? No, no. I, I, I mean... Or is it it's just, just like, a joke about how he's like clueless and out of the loop. So it's like even, but it's in her head. So she's well, right. making fun of him by saying, "Like, I mean, she created all of that. So she right. created that joke. So is she making fun of Lutz, yes, or does she also expect to have a cowboy dream?" No, it's definitely okay. a joke about how Lutz is like wants to be part of the group and, and is, yeah. no. That's why that's what that was like the funniest part of it for me. Because it was like even even in Liz's dream, he's still like. <laughs> Just can't, uh, can't he's not with break. it. Yeah. Poor Lutz. Poor Lutz. But it's really funny because with the, it's the the skeletons, well, I guess that's only visual, but it's like the, there's basically skeletons who are the writer, mm-hmm. the writer's room who are talking to her. But it's like Frank's wearing his hat, so it's like it's little mm-hmm. identifiable. Like people, like people have like hair and stuff, so it's like you can tell like kind of who they yeah. are, which is a nice touch. Yeah. Because uh, the two fur, I think, is the one with a tie. Yeah. And I think it's Sue. Mm-hmm, with the it's, hair. With the hair. Yeah. And then the other two, like, unnamed writers in the back. Now, meanwhile, in Jack's office, we get to set up his storyline. Hey, sorry I'm late, but Treme gets good if you stick with it. So, is TGS safe now? Will you uncancel us? Lemon, I can't start my tenure as CEO by reversing my predecessor's decisions in order to help my weird buddy. But while I can't help directly, I have, through back channels... Like BET? Back channels. I have secured you a lifeline. The Cable Town Board has agreed to hear a presentation from you tonight to convince them that TGS is worth more alive than dead. Perfect. I've sold this show once before you were even here, and I crushed it. It's a topical sketch comedy show for a little demographic that's, oh, I don't know, 51% of the population. (laughs) I'll take that nod as a yes. Lemon, this is not a question of selling your creative vision. Thanks to Hazel's lawsuit, TGS has cost this company millions of dollars. Okay, well, we can make cuts. You'll have to do a lot more than trim the budget, Lemon. Your show can't cost NBC any money at all. That's impossible. Impossible? Would any of your female heroes say that? Would Amelia Earhart or Diane Fossey or Joan of Arc? Boy, 
Women who try to do things sure get killed a lot. You know what? I can do this. I've saved the show before, and I ain't afraid of no board. Na 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 na. Lemon, expensive musical cues are exactly the sort of thing you can't afford anymore. Na 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 na. Dorp. Diane Fossey, she's the. She the one that studied the apes. Uh, that name's so familiar to me. Yeah, Mountain Gorillas. Yeah. Does she die in the wild? Um. Apparently. Oh, she was murdered. Jesus. Oh, by uh hold, hold on. I didn't I don't know very much about this, so let yeah, me I don't uh, think she was killed by the monkey. I think she was killed uh, by like, poachers or something, right? Uh let's see. Well while you look that up, Amelia Earhart was famously lost at sea and Joan of Arc was was she a real person or just she was real, right? She was French. Burned at the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her. So it seems like it's unclear because mm-hmm. it was made to look like it looked like a robbery, but robbery was not actually believed to be the motive because her values were so there, just the place was, was ransacked. Mm. Um, so, okay, so it looks like her last research assistant was the one who found her, but he was also prosecuted. He was convicted in absentia for her murder. So it seems like it's not entirely clear. Oh, it's it's... Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just in the article, so I don't know if this is the most updated information, but it sounds like it's unclear. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so alternative, alternate, excuse me, some books published after death have suggested alternate alternative theories regarding her murder, including intimation she may have been killed by financial interests linked to tourism or illicit trade, and it was alleged that she had potential damning evidence of gold smugglers. Mm-hmm. So, it's not, uh, right, it doesn't seem to be clear exactly why she was murdered that's strange yeah that's i mean that's i mean she lives out in the wilderness so like there's no one keeping track of that yeah obviously it's yeah this is out in the mountains of rwanda so or the forest of rwanda so yeah that's a shame that's weird i feel diane fossey like one of the questions that come up says who did diane fossey die how is it like what it sounds like a kid that was doing research on her. Right. I Googled that question a lot. That's interesting. Anyway. Who did Diane Fossey die? Um, but you, so, yeah, she was a gorilla researcher. Probably trying to spell how. Maybe. I guess so. How? Probably. Probably how. It's yeah. a typo. Anyway. Excuse me. Um, I mean, they say it's a big task for, TG, for, for TGS to be made without a budget. But the CW has been doing it for years, and they seem to be succeeding. That's not very nice. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's yeah. They're they're actually networks, cable networks with much lower budgets than the CW. But UPN from from what I hear about the the uh, level of graphics on some of the CW superhero shows, it sounds like they're not working with yeah. much. I mean, I haven't watched really any of them outside of like the first season of The Flash, but like it looked good. I mean, I don't know what your expectations are. With a CW show, maybe you're dreaming too high, but I don't know. I just there was like four. There's like four or five of those shows now, and it's just like I don't know. I, I, I don't keep track of any of that stuff. But anyway, people like them. <laughs> I guess that's fine. But that is a funny line that he has about I don't know, a lot of women die. A lot of women trying to change things die. Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder why. I wonder why the patriarchy it's the patriarchy mm-hmm. yeah. but the the cutaway is actually pretty funny and that, and but it also I mean, and i'll touch on this in a second but the the joke is the reason it got 
I guess, picked up wasn't because of Liz's great pitch. It was because Jenna was there soliciting, I guess, the uh, the producer. And so maybe Jenna had a hand in getting TGS on the air. Or a hand or something else. Oh, dear. But when we started this show, how many episodes had TGS been around? It only had been around a short while, right? Was well, it at least a season? they act like it had been on for a while because the whole point of Tracy... Jordan being put on the show was to basically save it. So you yeah. get the feeling it's been on for it's been as on for at least a given amount of time. Although as we've seen the last couple seasons, they talk about it and they That's... act as if the first season of Thirty Rock was basically the first episode of TGS. Yeah. By the way, so like, as we know, timelines in Thirty Rock are yeah. very fluid. I mean, with a pilot, you forgive it because yeah. you know changes are made immediately after all that. But yeah, I don't know because I mean the impression because least... because like hair, limit the main thing is Liz's hair does not match up. To right. what we know. No, for sure. Like, she looks like she was back in college, not starting right, TGS. Right, so like, Yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, but this is a silly joke. It's supposed to show that it was far in the past. I get it, but... Yeah. Like, I remember my impression... I mean, it's obviously it's been a little, a little while now since we watched the first episode, but my impression is, like, they treat it as if it's a show that's been on for several years, and it's yeah. like, needs a shot in the arm to be relevant again. Yeah. So that's the reason why they do it. But but I as mean, the but as the series went on, it seemed like it maybe only been around a season. Yeah, and they needed to re you know reboot it or or re re retool it for the next season. But anyway, it's it's a minor quibble, but it just had me thinking like I don't know if this is tracking with Thirty Rock's timeline, but what a time the timeline's all screwed up anyway. I mean, for all we know, Danny's really only missed about two episodes. So that's true, and they do. He does get a name drop in here, but he's also on the cutting list, so not great, Danny. It is a shame that he doesn't show up. Like it's such a missed opportunity. Yeah. But oh well. Well, the last time we saw him, what he said he was going to get deported if he didn't get married. So I guess he's been deported, and they don't they don't even seem to know that. You know, speaking of more important things, Chris is super excited to get their apartment ready for uh, for the kids, but Liz just can't make time for him. You've got lemon, make lemonade. Hey, when do you think you're going to be home? Because we got to do some power nesting. Upstairs, I want to paint a mural of Houston for the kids, but I'm terrible at drawing swamp humidity. Uh, I don't know, Chris, late. I'm sorry, I'll make it up to you. Sex on the couch? Sex on the couch? That's a good one, Chris. I'll call you later. <laughs> okay. Listen up, Jagweeds. It's go time. We are at DEFCON 5 here. The lowest level of defense preparedness? Fantastic. Have you dudes ever been to DEFCON, the comic book convention for deaf people? Man, if you're a dude who can hear, you are just knee-deep. This is serious. Our show is canceled, and we all need to pull together. Wing to wing and oar to oar. Fine, I'll skip to the end. And that little boy's name was Marshall Mathers. So who's with me? LL, did you save the show yet? Because J-Mo and I have a new problem. Last night at a party, we urinated into the same fountain during a lightning storm. And I think we switched brains. No, I haven't saved the show yet. I cannot save the show without all of us stepping up. We get one shot at this tonight. We have to do a sample show, so you guys need to start writing. We have to rally our fans, so you two are doing press all day. I'm glad the band you 2 is doing press all day. Jenna, quick run before Liz Lemon realizes what I did. No! Do you think this is a joke? If TGS goes away, you are actors without a show. And Hornberger, you and I are going to slash the budget like we've never slashed it before. Are you ready? My whole life has been building to this moment. Has it really? Oh, God. Oh, poor Pete. I mean, that's the first time we've seen a full writer's room in a really long time. Yeah. I think maybe 
one of the few times this season. Um, but it, we get a splash of every character. We get two for being condescending because Liz, and I think a lot of people don't know the difference between Defcon Five and Defcon One. But he gets to be Liz his Lemon condescending. Uh, we get to see Frank's just nerdery and grossness and being proud of being someone that can hear at a Defcon, which I don't believe it might actually be a thing, but uh, I've never heard of it. So it seems like a Thirty Rock joke. So I'll forgive it. Um, Ceri's there. She didn't really get a line, but she's there. Uh, and then Tracy and Jenna getting to do their thing. And that that you two you two are doing press. That's actually a pretty funny line too. Um, and then him realizing that it's a stupid line, and he's like, "Quick, let's get away before uh, before she realizes." And then of course Pete realizing his life just it's it's mediocrity. Yeah, I'm a little sad they dropped the did Tracy and Jenna switch brains bit. <laughs> Because I feel like I feel like there could have been a subplot of some episode around it. Maybe not for this one since we're coming up, but like yeah. that that definitely could have been. If like we had a, a full thing. season, we could have yeah. definitely done an episode of yeah. that. And the thing where it's like obviously they didn't really, but it's like they act like they did because they think they did. So it's yeah. like they're acting as the that would have been a funny storyline to do at some point. But yeah. oh well. Yeah. But instead, I guess it makes sense though because like Liz basically like brushes off. It's like we don't have time for this, so yeah. it's like you just move on. Because then Tracy immediately has a line about yeah. to basically treating Jenna as if she's Jenna and not yeah. that there's like. Maybe, someone whatever, probably so. pitched that as a plot line yeah and they're like well we want to use that we can't use it in a full episode we'll use it as a one-off joke kind of thing yeah but there was there definitely was a movie where that was maybe what i'm trying to think there there's definitely a movie where people switch bodies because they like stand in a fountain at the same time freaky friday i mean it's definitely that whole sh- yeah genre of body switching movies i can't remember which one it was it was relatively recent i would say like the last 10 years i can't remember what it was i'll have to look it up see if i can find it meanwhile kenneth gets the lowdown on the next nbc president you wanted to see me sir no i wanted to see kenneth the page (gasps) kenneth the page that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Some say he's dead, but others hear his name on the wind. We don't have a lot of time here. What do you say? I can't say no to these colors. I bleed blue and gray, well, especially where I stepped on that nail. Excellent. I've got a VIP tour group coming in, and I want my most experienced page to lead it. Now, who will be on this tour? I like to cater my presentation to the audience. For example, if they're Japanese, I'll make sure we accidentally walk in on a blonde woman peeing. Kenneth, you'll be showing around the five final candidates for my old job at NBC. Now, they think this is just a formality before the final interview, but the tour is the final interview. It's an old GE trick. You can only truly judge a man who doesn't know he's being judged. It's like NBC's TV version of Willy Wonka starring Bob Euchre. I do admire Wonka. He's a true capitalist. His factory has zero government regulation, slave labor, and an indoor boat. Wonderful. During the tour, the candidates will drop their guard and show their true selves without even knowing it. And then you choose the one who's purest of heart. What? No. Kenneth, this is broadcast television. It's a nasty, ruthless business. No, sir. It's a magical, ruth-filled business. It's dying. And its leader needs to be a grave robber who'll strip every last bauble off the corpse. I'm getting concerned about who we're going to pick here. There is no we, Kenneth. You're giving a tour. I'm picking the next president of NBC. Understood. Yes, sir. Of course. No. Alright, so there was a movie. I wasn't crazy. It was 2011. And I'm trying to think if I actually saw this movie or if I saw like a trailer that pretty much showed the whole movie. I'm pretty sure I watched it, though. 
But it starred Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman. It was called The Change Up. And Jason Bateman plays like, you know, dad, three kids. And Ryan Reynolds plays like The Bachelor. And obviously, Bateman wants Ryan Reynolds' life and blah, blah, blah. So they end up, literally, they end up peeing in the fountain and switch bodies. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's a real movie. Maybe they just saw that movie the night before, and that's why they had that idea. Yeah, it's not a great movie. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, the I mean, you can kind of figure that out by its premise, but um, also Bob Euchre is Willy Wonka. I almost believed it was a real thing. It's not a real thing. Oh, really? I thought it was because I know like Willy Wonka is kind of just one of those properties that's been done to death and, and yeah. parodied and homaged a lot in various shows and movies. But as far as I know, the only two options out there are the 70s version with Gene Wilder, and uh, which was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and then there's the Tim Burton one which in the mid-aughts it's mm-hmm. called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I think. Isn't is it, is it, is it the other way around? The the older version with Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka and the new one with John Depp as Charlie? I might be wrong, but that's... The seventy one is Willy Wonka okay. and the Chocolate Factory, and then yeah, the, the more yeah, yeah. That char- that Tim Burton one is not great. I don't. I def- I actually definitely saw it in theaters, but I don't remember that much about it. I mean, is it was different enough that it's like it stands out and it is its own thing because they easily could have just remade it and you know done the whole thing again and again. Yeah. But they like expanded on the Oompa Loompas, and maybe that was in the book that. That was part of the story and something that the 70s version skipped. Yeah, the book definitely goes more in detail yeah. on New Olympus. So I guess it was more faithful to the book. But I don't know. Yeah. There's, just, there's a charm about the 70s Willy Wonka that I think still holds up. That lazy-ass Grandpa Joe. <laughs> no, he's he's decrepit until he mm. finds out he can go to a factory and suddenly he's healthy. Get out of here, you lazy-ass bum. You don't Stop leeching off the government, Grandpa Joe. Yeah, your daughter or... Whoever is the mom having to, I don't even know what she does for a living. And you hedge all your bets on your grandson to save your, get out of here. Get a job. Yikes. Bum. Oh dear. Anyway. But I do like, I do, because we haven't seen it in a little while, but I do like Kenneth's naivete of like, oh, you're going to find the most purest of parts. He just, again, he can't separate TV from real life. So yeah. he immediately turns it into a Willy Wonka fantasy. Just makes sense for yeah him. no it's 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 totally right for his character but jack having to like talk him off like no what are you talking we don't need someone good we need someone who's you know essentially a villain to, yeah to do the job like yeah well, i was say you said the willy wonka stuff was kind of on the nose and it isn't that they directly mention it but it's like i thought maybe when in the scene where they have the um the five candidates for mm-hmm. president like there's not really any direct references to any of the characters like no one is like doing like Farouk Assault or Augustus right. Cooper they just, or They're just dressed as them. Yeah. 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 So, so, right, right. So there is a visual reference, I guess, but it's not like, I guess I, I was expecting more explicit, which maybe is, a, I guess, a, I don't know, a good thing, but like different because maybe you would expect it to. So it's, it's, so it's not that direct. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I think they had more time. They probably could have done more like elimination type things. Of yeah. Mike TV and Veruca and Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it is like, I mean, because like the Charlie character is a very like clean cut looking guy. I mean, they all look like adult versions of the kids from Willy Wonka. So 
Yeah, so maybe not maybe not on the nose, but definitely not subtle either yeah. about the reference. It just would have been funny if whatever Fairy Rock would have figured out as the equivalent for someone to fall into the Chocolate River. That would have been funny. Oh man, I don't know what they would have done, but I'm sure. I'm sure they're Tracy, always creative. They could have figured out something. Yeah, Tracy probably has a Chocolate River <laughs> somewhere. Uh, so while Pete and Liz are trying to figure out how to budget the show, they do find out they have one sponsor. And, of course, Liz has no other choice but to, to have a meeting with him. I get it. You need a sugar daddy. So, dazzle me. Why should bro body douche get in TGS's panties? Well, bro Seth. What's up? I think TGS and bro body douche would be tight. Totes. Not mean? No homo. Most deaf. So, yeah? Look, Betty, I don't know if it is jail. TGS, it sounds like a news channel or an STD. You know I've got. We could change it. We're open to anything. That's what you said. Look, don't get me wrong. I like Tracy Jordan. Dude's a baller. I like that you've got a slut on the show, even if she is a little boned out. And I love the sexual harassment thing. Noise. But if you're going to get in bed with a douche, it's not just going to be the tip. This is senior year. We're going to need creative approval, brand mentions, and the whole tone of the show needs to be more, um... Have you ever seen the porn version of Transformers? Blarch. Look, do we have a deal? Almost. It'd be weird if my show were created by a woman. So could your credit be Todd DeBakis? It's in honor of my frat bro died during Hell Week after passing out in the trough. I went to Syracuse. Never do a day! Who doesn't love a character like that? I don't think I've ever known this character, this actor's name. Yeah, I don't either. He's been in like literally everything. I feel like uh-huh. basically every sitcom. I've watched. He's been a guest. He's yeah. only a guest appearance on at some just point. Just about every, uh, just about every NBC sitcom. I think he's played a role in. I mean, uh, but ABC. Matt, Matt Oberg, Oberg, O B E R G, Oberg maybe. Yeah, but he's Superstore. Wasn't he a Superstore? I think yeah. he was on Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's just been. In, he's been. I mean, he's, he's been, been a real on. He's been yeah. on Goldbergs. Probably Blackish. Fresh off the boat. Fresh off Beep. right. Fresh off the boat. Yeah. Modern Family. Beep, Mom. Yep. Unbreakable yep. Kimmy Schmidt. The real O'Neills, yeah. just yeah, he's all over the place, and no, that's not a bad thing by any means. It's just, I mean, there's tons of character actors that we've seen. Mindy Project, mm-hmm. yeah, good for him. But I mean, he, I mean, here he's playing definitely like out of the normal roles I've seen him, and he's usually mm-hmm. like the very uptight kind of, yeah, you know, executive or like clean cut, you know, straight man. Here he's definitely playing, oh god disgusting just amoral character that no one should have to be in business with but he's a rich white man so he can do whatever he wants they also poke fun at former guest star ryan lochte with the yeah thing because like that was his that's right thing for whatever his pop culture moment was back then but i like her she's getting through most of the conversation just spouting quips like she's not even actually saying anything like not mean no homo like that doesn't mean anything yeah and there's this okay. hilarious visual joke where he has like this like i don't know what pewter or something like iron whatever arm on the wall that like every time he's like yeah he just like gives yeah. a high five to it that it's high-fiving arm he's desperate for affection yeah. i guess yeah. and it, that that last joke's kind of hard to hear because he hits it as he hits his line but he says never met my dad or never knew my dad or it's mm. like you kind of miss that yeah joke because you know, as he's saying it, it's like, pow! And you, yeah. But. Not if you have closed captions turned on. That's true. That's true. That helps. Um, but yeah, poor Liz. She's just so desperate. 
But I mean, she. I'm she watching. She's, she's doing whatever she can to get the yeah, show. Yeah, but she's paid. sacrificing. Like she's changing the name of the entire right. show. Oh, it's literally not the same show at all whatsoever anymore. So it's yeah. basically. I mean, it's going to be a reboot <laughs> all the, all over again. Everyone would keep their jobs, I guess, but it's not the same thing at all. <laughs> but integrity has gone out the window. Integrity is for uh, people who already have money mm-hmm. and or what jobs, secure jobs. Yeah. So while Jenna and Tracy are starting their press rounds, trying to figure out what they're going to do after TGS, so Kenneth has started the tour for the uh, the executives next in line for the embassy. Pre- <laughs> the embassy. Pre- the, em- the embassy. The embassy. The NBC presidency. The third floor is also home to NBC News. Fun news fact, the Today Show was originally designed to entertain prison inmates whose IQs were too low for them to be executed. What I think is a fun fact is that the Today Show is NBC's most profitable news program. 12 hours of daily news, fun entertainment with very low overhead. We pay most of our hosts in white wine. But I'm wondering, is there a way to make it even more profitable? More of a party atmosphere. Food segments where you can order the food. Show it again later on but have gay guys make fun of it. I guess for some people, the Today Show is about money, but for me, it's about America starting its day together. It's about seeing your friends Matt and Savannah and your butler, Al. Oh, I watched the Today Show. This morning out on the plaza, Al made a classic weather pun. January is the snow. Yes, pure of heart. Kenneth, a word. Was I not clear earlier about your role in this process? I am sorry, sir, but this is bigger than both of us. It's NBC. We comedy. Kenneth, it's we peacock comedy. You say the peacock. What? That's insane. I will continue this tour myself, Parcel. Your services are no longer required. Dum, dum, dum. I think that's my favorite line of the episode is the... What? That's insane. <laughs> like delivery, it, it, you know someone pitching that probably got that exact same response of like, what a stupid slogan. Yeah. Well, uh, eight years later, NBC is NBC still peacocking. Yeah, it's, it's a success. In fact, they're peacocking more than ever. Yeah. It's uh, a success, but I think a lot of people still have trouble with the app itself. Like it's it's... From what I understand, the user interface is not exactly the most friendly to get around and find what you need. And during the Olympics, it was also kind of problematic with just like findings what you wanted to watch. Yeah. Well, the problem was they made it sound like you could find everything for the Olympics on Peacock, and it wasn't. Like there were a few things that were live, but a lot of it was you could get watch replays mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff after the fact, but not live. You still had to have mm-hmm. a cable subscription, and like the NBC Sports app. Did literally have everything, but you you had to have a cable or satellite or whatever login to do that. So they didn't explain it very well, and it was Sounds like right. it, it 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 shouldn't it well. I guess anytime when you're a cable property, you have like three or four different ways of doing anything. It's confusing, but like it wasn't a super confusing way if they would have like just like explained it better and just said peacock. That's where you see the live gymnastics and basketball mm-hmm. and replays of blah blah. blah mm-hmm. But they didn't. They they made it just sound like you can watch everything there, which was not yeah. the case. But I think. I was listening to a podcast, they were talking about it, and a, a good idea they presented is because the Olympics are only around every four years, I guess every two to four years, depending if you watch both, um, just offer, because they run for what, three weeks, four weeks, depending? About, yeah, a little yeah. over two weeks, I think. Yeah. So just do like a single app or do something where it's a $20 for a month. Mm-hmm. access to a service and you literally can access everything and yeah. they're like we would do that but you can month, do that 20, the problem is because of cable deals they can't 
Right. I mean, as maybe in the future, but it's like because there's so much tied up in that. And I mean, if you have a cable login, you can literally see everything. Yeah. Like it's literally like the NBC Sports app was actually really well organized. Mm-hmm. It was like you went to the Olympics section, you could. It was very easy to filter by sport, see what was live, filter, you know, in time, replacing whatever. Like it was, it was yeah. super easy to navigate. But it's like, but if you don't, obviously, if you don't have cable, then it's a moot point. You can't harder. access it. Yeah. But like that, literally, was how you could do that. So again, a problem of like communication and explaining things yeah. properly. And but also, a lot of people in our generation don't have, have cut for cable sure. because yeah. it's sure. too expensive and they don't yeah. need it. So they need to find a happy medium, I guess, between those two, where yeah. you either can sign up for a limited access for you know twenty thirty dollars for that month and you can watch everything and then yeah. cause, i mean it's going to be a big uptick in a quarter if a lot of people do do that so i mean yeah. you can tout it as a success i guess but yeah so we'll see well, but we'll see how i mean the i guess the advantage peacock has is that it has a free tier with a lot of stuff on it so yeah. like you don't need to pay anything so it's but possible that'll help them maintain some audience. i know i mean we'll see how they just really soon because the winter olympic the winter olympics are already early next year because mm-hmm since these were pushed back a year it's like six months away i don't even know yeah. but anyway um but yeah so we'll see if how they adjust based on all the obvious confusion that there was around this one um but getting back to this episode you're right that the the, the visual the visual cues for the, the willy wonka stuff is pretty strong because like mm-hmm. like you said they're dressed up like it and he, i didn't notice this the first time but like there's like the veruca salt look like has mm-hmm. like the like the whiny <laughs> british accent there's the german the yeah, What's the his red name? dress. Klaus? What was his name? Augustus, Augustus Gloop. Gloop. Yeah, yes. and it's like dressed in the same way as kind of poorly, yeah. and it has like the German accent. So the, I guess violets the, chewing gum, exactly and like a purple outfit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those references are are very strong. So may, maybe it is like maybe if they started going into like people like you know actually being like taken out of the running in the way that mm-hmm. would have been a little too much, and they didn't have yeah. enough time. So and only one Ooh. of them actually gets a name. Yeah, we only learned Charlie McGuffin, which is actually a pretty funny joke too. But what was his last name in the book? Bucket. Oh. Good lord. That's a terrible last name, isn't oh, it? Charlie I mean, Bucket. Charlie Bucket. Bucket. Uh, yeah, but we don't, we don't learn any of the other characters' names. It's definitely like, I could see someone maybe a little bit younger not quite getting the references. If they like, if they'd kept it very subtle and not said anything about Willy Wonka, you could probably just like, why are these people dressed so funny? Yeah. And completely miss it. But I think they, I think they did it enough by saying, you know, Willy Wonka-like tour. I think yeah. sort of helps hammer it home. Yeah. Do kids um, these days still read that? I'm they sure must. They do. I feel like it's one of those classics that yeah. probably endures. I mean, it was I mean, 20 years after the fact. We were. We, yeah, I was, we it was already pretty old when we were so. kids. Um, what's the guy's of 40 years now, right? Because it was 71. Was the original movie was 71? The book was what, in the 60s? Yeah, so. 71 would be 50, 50 years, yeah. <gasps> Yikes. And Gene Wilder, he passed away recently. Yeah, yeah. it was in the last, uh, the last few couple of years, years or something. Right? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, but had, he was was he um, 2016 what did he did he have alzheimer's uh i'm not quite sure or dementia i think I, i'm not sure let's see alzheimer's yeah yeah that's a shame he was married to gilda radner mm-hmm. at one point i didn't know yeah. that interesting and i think her her death affected a lot of his mm-hmm. choice in roles like he was like it really hit him hard mm-hmm. that she passed away uh, man he's great he's a great actor um it's a shame that his career didn't really progress much into the 90s i know he did a couple of guest spots i think the last one of his last acting jobs was will and grace i might be wrong oh really that, i think um because he was he was i think he was playing will's boss for a couple of episodes um but he it, it was kind of 
kind of a dark joke. Like he was playing like a forgetful guy. Like he would just mm. forget, and then you know he turns out to have Alzheimer's in real life. So yeah, it looks like that was his last role. Yeah, because yeah, he was long done with theater by then, mm-hmm. and his only his only appearance after that was as the narrator of a documentary. Yeah, in two thousand five. Yeah. So but he's got a, he's got role. a great career. Oh, um, for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's, just, it's such yeah. a shame that. He didn't really do too much past uh, the late 80s. Oh, in the mid-90s, he did a sitcom on NBC called Something Wilder. It only lasted a season, season. though. Yeah. Aw. He tried. Did at least get a full run. Uh, 18 episodes, but three were unaired. Nope. No. (laughs) Canceled before it's time. (laughs) Good name, though. Something Wilder. Uh, but meanwhile, the Willy Wonka NBC tour is still still on, uh, but it seems like immediately after it's it's over. Like we don't see the tour group again. So I guess Jack has made his decision after this. This is Studio Six H. You know what's been shot on this stage? TGS, the Joey Montero show, the Lovebirds, and the moon landing. <laughs> right this way. Hello, young man. Damn it. My name is C.B. Essington. Now listen to me carefully because I have a moral quandary for you. In Jack Donaghy's office, there's a brand new script for a show that will change television. If you steal it for me, I promise you riches beyond your wildest dreams. What? No. Parcel? He passed the test, sir. He refused to betray the network by stealing the script for that show about the catering company. Welcome to a world of magic. Kenneth, you were very close to being back in a janitor's uniform. Oh, please, no. That fabric was made from toilet clog hair. And there is nothing in the world that means more to me than this uniform. You know how much I love this place, sir. You do, Peacock, Peacock. So please, listen to me when I tell you Mr. McGuffin here is the man for the job. Actually, Kenneth, I agree. Charlie, tell Kenneth here why you know so much about NBC. Well, you have to know how something works if you're going to strip it for parts. What? Broadcast television is dying. The only move is to shut down the network, pull the copper out of the walls, and turn this building into a Forever 21. That's what you would do to NBC? At some point, you got to turn the horse into glue, Ken. That is a waste of delicious dead horse. Mr. Donaghy, don't do this. He may have a fancy degree and know lots of business terms like meeting and envelope, but if all he cares about is the bottom line, he's not right for the job. Kenneth, you also just described me. Are you saying I wasn't right for the job? No, sir. You were not. I know you don't mean that. Kenneth? Awkward. The audacity of Kenneth Parcell. Mm-hmm. The Charlie McGuffin is pretty fun because McGuffin is, you know, a misdirect. Yeah. It's also really funny watching shows from this time talk about like broadcast television dying because mm-hmm. like it wasn't true but it's like it's really like i mean compared to now like back then was like a much more successful time because like ratings were you know i mean way higher than they are like good ratings now would like be insta cancel ratings mm-hmm. like even whatever eight years ago when this was so it's like just so funny to like yeah. but of course 
the talk of just like NBC being garbage and like literally like breaking down the building and selling the copper off or whatever. Yeah. Just, like, so silly. And turning turning yeah. one of the oldest buildings in New York into a Forever Twenty One. Right, like literally selling it for parts. Yeah. God, could you imagine if Thirty Rockefeller Center was like randomly put in like a like well, I mean, a, what they? I mean, it is the the bottom levels or what? There's the Lego store. There are like some shops, but I mean, like the actual Thirty Rock building yeah. turning into like a department store, which those are dying too. So that'd be a weird thing to make. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it would it would be a weird reality to exist in. The thing. I mean, I guess it wouldn't surprise me. Like, if we're like, you I mean like not now, but like, I mean, we're getting years from now where it's like entertainment has become so fragmented mm-hmm. that there's no like there's no need for a conglomerate and like media conglomerates like are obsolete like i mean not the obviously they're still media in some capacity but it's like i don't know like it wouldn't surprise me at that point like if if you know we don't have things like that anymore and they become relics of the past but yeah well disney's gonna own everything that's right? true it'll Netflix be it'll be disney. right that's true it'll be a disney building in some capacity yeah or netflix or netflix or, or no the, the disney and netflix will have merged by then so the disney netflix building Disney would own Netflix before Netflix owned Disney, though, right? Like Disney's a, I mean, oh, Disney's definitely for sure. Disney's definitely bigger, has, has more, more money. money, so Disney would be acquiring them. I would, yeah. I mean, unless Netflix like finds like some other way to grow like Disney, but yeah, for sure, not 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 uh, in the near future, they wouldn't be. Who's the third place? Third place, Amazon? what? Oh, uh, I mean, Amazon is definitely ahead of Netflix in terms of capital. It might be ahead of, it's probably ahead of Disney. Like you mean like media companies so like right so like Disney Viacom yeah um, Fox, I mean Universal yeah is one of the biggies so but I I think I would put Disney Netflix and, and just in terms of streaming mm-hmm. Disney Netflix I don't count who oh you mean literally just their streaming of, services I mean Netflix Disney. is bigger than Disney Plus at that but I mean yeah. I guess Disney Plus plus Hulu plus ESPN Plus might be bigger than Netflix yeah I, I think know. I think the combination of yeah. Disney Plus Hulu and ESPN puts them up top. Netflix would be a very close second. Well, actually, Peacock puts <laughs> NBC right at the top. Mm. No. 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 I mean, they're above All Access or Paramount Plus. Or I say Paramount, Paramount Plus I think is still the, I think at the bottom. Yeah, I think Paramount well, Plus not is that, always the bottom. Of, of the majors, Paramount Plus yeah, is there's probably yeah, some that the exist that we're just like not even... Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's gazillions. Yeah, I, I put those. Paramount Plus at the bottom. Peacock is above them. And I would say Disney's first. Netflix second. Doesn't that Netflix yeah. a very close second? And then and HBO Amazon. Warner would be third. You wouldn't put Amazon streaming above that. Uh no, because yeah. I, Amazon Prime as like Prime, like all the Prime benefits is definitely, but like just Prime the yeah. video streaming is. They only have a couple. I feel of like it's it, and... it's well below its weight, and then Apple. Well, I guess Apple's in there too, but Apple would be below HBO yeah. for sure. So H A S HBO would just be a third, and I'd say probably Amazon would be a fourth for me, and then yeah. Apple would be fifth. And then I guess Peacock somewhere Prime might have more viewers. I mean, Prime might have more viewers than HBO. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, there's well, so, a... there's so many Prime customers that it's like yeah, that. But how many of them are actually yeah. using that service? But like, what what Amazon it? show has ever like Netflix? Like, you know, Netflix has like yeah. so many shows a year that like go go big. Like Hulu. Yeah. I mean, Hulu usually even has a couple. But like Disney Plus obviously has had some. Apple has had the Ted Lasso. Like. Even that's true. Like, I guess the boys would the be. Boys the boys would probably be their. That's really the favorite. only one I feel like. Invincible was big, but I don't think it really went outside of the no, main No, nowhere close. It was not a crossover. The only other one was the. Um, was the man in the high tower? Yeah, that's the only other, and that didn't go. And I guess the Jack Ryan too, but yeah, 
those I, those I guess did kind of go big, but just mm-hmm. like I don't know, it doesn't feel like they've had like a standout. Like even like you know like Handmaid's Tale for Hulu, like that's mm-hmm. one that I mean just like generated so much. Yeah, big mass appeal. Conversation yeah. and the well, uh, Amazon had a pretty good week last week with uh, the Evangelion movies de- debuting. Uh, I mean, in Japan, it gave them their biggest stream records ever. Oh wow! Because um, I mean, it, th- that's an interesting. So for two decades, that show was no like the original Evangelion was nowhere to be streamed. Like no one would get streaming rights for it; it was too expensive. Netflix finally got them. I think it was either 2019 or 2020. Those two years just run together for me. Mm-hmm. But Netflix got streaming rights to the original series, which was a big get, and they kind of squandered it. Uh, and then Amazon announced earlier this year they were getting the fourth movie, which has been nine years in the making. Um, it was supposed to release in Japan. It kept getting delayed. It finally released it in Japan in theaters. And then they were like, yeah, we're just going to bring it to Amazon Prime, give you 29 dub languages, have at it. And they released that movie last Friday along with the original three movies, beforehand so you could watch everything into it so that's a pretty big get for amazon but uh that's you don't care about that and i'm sure there's a ton of people that don't care about that but um that's still like as niche as that show is it's still a pretty remarkable get for amazon yeah um, i mean they're obviously betting as well on lord of the rings as they're oof. as what's going to put them yeah. on the map so we'll, we'll see if see. it happens we'll see i mean was it's the most over uh, over not over budget, but it's the highest. I mean, it's cost, cost already like what billions of dollars. Episodes, I think, like so. ever, I think, or series ever. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I'm sure it'll look amazing. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure it'll look good, but yeah, I don't know. There's just, I guess that fandom is around and will watch it, but it's such a slow burning series. I don't know how many yeah. people stick around for it. We'll see. I mean, honestly, like. It wouldn't be the first time a show that like looked amazing but the didn't have a lot of substance like became a cultural hit. So that's true. We'll have to. We'll have to I mean, yeah. it's still a while before it comes out, but uh, yeah, next year, right? Because was it supposed so. to be mm-hmm. this year? Uh, origi- yeah, at some point, I think sometime in twenty twenty one. But now, now they've said a more definitive twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think filming has been done. And they're just moving on to post production. So mm. yeah, there shouldn't be any. De- I wouldn't think like there'd be delays on that end right. since they have everything in the can so anyway anyway more green screen jokes which we skipped the green screen jokes just for lack of time but um more green screen jokes with liz finally has it what am i looking at i'm just hair and eyes it's perfect pete a word i told you we have to do everything on green screen you're the one who wrote all this says is what if the jolly green giant was horny it's a note from our sponsor Wait, what is that? Where's the band? We can't afford a band or a union crew. So what, we're using scabs? You're not my girlfriend. You're nobody's girlfriend. This is a disaster. I think it's awesome. But full disclosure, I just drank ayahuasca. Not a good time, Chris. Are you still at the office? Did you not get my messages? I haven't had a second to do anything. Do you know what I had for lunch today? Two pieces of pizza, a garden salad, a cup of soup, this cookie thing with a jelly center. No, I'm at JFK, Liz. The kids land in an hour. What? Bev's email had it backwards. They're not coming in on 129 on flight 124. They're coming in on 124 on flight 129. Oh, my God. They're coming. They're coming, Liz. The Cable Town board, they're on their way up. I, 
I can't go. I can't leave work. No, no, what are you talking about? You have to. Compromises, Chris. Okay, so I won't be there when we meet our kids for the first time. So what? I'll be around for lots of other stuff. I mean, how important is being there this one time? It's really important, Liz. You know that. I also know that everyone here is counting on me to save their jobs right now, and nobody else can do it because, damn it, this is Bro Body Douche Presents the Man Cave, and I am Todd DeBakis. Guys, I'm worried about Todd. There's a fun detail. So this episode aired on January 24th, and that's the same date those kids are coming in. So that's a, that's a nice detail that they add in. Good job, team. Almost like they did it on purpose. Almost. Uh, it's not too coincidental to think they planned that. Hmm. But that's, I mean, that's a good moment. Like Liz speaking loud enough that the crew can hear her and... Like, they're, that's when it finally clicks for them. Like, yeah, we should maybe do something for her. So it's, it's a nice little moment. I mean, I think for Liz, like, it is, like, it is true that it's terrible to, like, miss meeting your new adopted kids for the first time. But it's, like, her, it's also, like, literally the most important inflection point in her career, too. So it's, like, literally the two, the one, you know, one of the most important moments you could have in, like, your personal life up against one of the most impor- most important moments you could have in your work life. And they just happen to be happening at the same time. So yeah. it's, I mean... Again, like we, we mentioned earlier, like, I mean, in a way, TGS, like, is her child or baby. So, you know, it's a, it's it's not like, I don't know, when something is so closely entwined with your being and has been, it's like, it's not necessarily easy to say, oh, it's work. Like, you know, for I think for us, like, our work, quote unquote, isn't, like, nearly as important. You know what I mean? Like, we would never, if there was some important personal matter we had to attend to, we would obviously yeah. go do that. But it's like, when you're so invested... What, when your work right. is something you're like so invested into a point where it is like and when you've shown you're the only one that cares yeah and we'll, we'll have to get it done right. yeah you do have a different level of investment yeah. and yeah we're not in the same industry that someone like tina Fey slash liz lemon is in so we don't have those same stresses well, but you, you you can be intertwined in your work regardless of the industry right, like, if, right. like if it's your own business you've started yeah I mean, that's yeah like you do have to make yeah yeah that that choice sometimes but um yeah but I think I think it's also like we're conditioned to to have to to juggle those because you're you're positioned a lot of times where you're at a job where you may not get sick leave or you may not get you know uh, if you know you have to attend a funeral you may not get paid for that like you may not have right. was it bereavement so like mm-hmm. you do have to then choose like shit do I miss work and not get paid to attend right. this thing or you know, do I have to miss that thing and still worry about getting paid kind of thing? So it's yeah. just like, yeah. Um. So in Jack's new office, he finally reaches a decision about who the new NBC president will be. I'm extraordinarily busy, Kenneth. I assume you've made your decision. Yes, I have. Very well. But you should know that I refuse to watch this network get torn apart, Kenneth. You, Kenneth! As much as it pains me, I have no choice but to quit the PAGE program. So shines a goon's deed in a weary world. Kenneth! (laughs) Seven years, and I've never gotten it right. Every show I was sure would succeed failed i mean the monkey was funny damn it and then when i tried to tank the network so hank would sell it what's that now i actually made it better homonym is the first u.s tv show to be broadcast in iran kalame badihat sheer sheer chash uh sheer mesle gorbeye bozorg nah onye ketigas 
got it. <laughs> Unlike every other place I've ever worked, this business makes no sense. And it doesn't matter if you went to Harvard Business School or... If your college mascot and president was a bear in a hat. Exactly. This industry is totally irrational. So if all my credentials and degrees and experience don't matter, that means the only qualification for this job is loving television. Well, what are you saying, sir? I'm saying I'm finally going to do something for this network that I know is right. You like NBC, don't you, Kenneth? Oh, I think it's the most wonderful place in the whole wide world. Good. Because I'm giving it to you. The whole thing. You're the next president of the National Broadcasting Company. So I know we talked a couple episodes ago, or a few episodes ago, I don't know if we actually talked about it on mic, but about how the beginning of the storyline of the season was that Jack was trying to purposely tank NBC. So like, how is he like, you know, it's clear that he was, that's what he was trying to do. So how did he end up becoming chosen to be CEO and not like disgraced? But it's like, oh, that's right, because of homonyms. Like, homonyms somehow ended up becoming this like massive hit that, that floated the network and obviously got sold in the international yeah. version. So... In taking the network, he made it somehow made it extremely successful. Yeah, one, I guess, I mean, it, it says a lot that one hit saved the network, considering you know they produced probably 12, 13 new shows a season, yeah. and only one of them stood out and was a worldwide sensation. Yeah, that's how it works. Like the biggest things, like carry. That's how it was in the in like the book world. It's like the biggest books, like basically allow you to publish. You know the thirty, what or you know whatever number of like I mean, books that never of, become yeah. hits that you know. So. Video game industry is the same way. Yeah. Like you could be a big developer, you just need that one game to release in yeah. the winter time, do tens of millions of sales, and then you can release other things throughout the rest of the year that eh, do middling sales, but yeah. those other games are what afford you the right and the yeah. ability to make those yeah. smaller games. And then occasionally, like very occasionally, one of the smaller ones ends up actually yeah. becoming a hit. Sometimes. Not often, but sometimes. Well, is that right? Exactly. Yeah, not yeah. often, but yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, but Kenneth gets to achieve his lifelong dream. He will be the new president of NBC. Yay! Good for Kenneth. Good job, Kenneth. I mean, let's be real though. Nowhere in the executive world would that ever oh, happen. Of course not. Just because he loves television so much, that that would probably actually be a demerit on oh. your application. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a former janitor, which. Would look good. Oh, somebody worked their way up. But no, I mean, he was a page, quit his job, lost his job multiple times, quit his job multiple times, came back as a janitor, was suddenly promoted to a page a day before and in the same day is now also the president of NBC. Sure, it sounds good on paper that someone was able to do that. But once you start reading between (laughs) the lines, like, "Ah, maybe this guy's not quite cut out because he doesn't understand the business world that much. But. I mean, it's a, it's a happy ending for him, and it fits the 30 Rock world that, yes, something so absurd and irrational would be the choice made. Um, Why not? He just loves television. And no, shouldn't the person great. who run NBC love television? You would think. You would think that would be the, the ideal world, is someone who really loves the industry they're in should be leading it, but that's not the case that we're in. Meanwhile, it is time for the Park Delato. <laughs> Time for the man cave. Welcome to the man cave. TV for your peen. R.I.P. Todd. 
Why isn't he in costume? Ladies and gentlemen of the Cable Town Board, I quit. So do I. What the hell are you doing? They're replaceable. We can get David Allen Greer and Miss Piggy. I'll tell you what we're doing, LL. We're finally stepping up. This show is a disaster, except for the very moving Todd DeBakis tribute. Todd, we'll miss you. I know you want to save TGS Lemonhead, but there is no TGS to save. And you should be at the airport right now picking up your chili. Children, Tracy. Children? Why the hell are you still here? We knew you'd never give up, so for once, let us step up and do what we do best. Nothing. You're doing this for me? We all are. I quit, Liz. Me too. I quit. Mommy's baby quits. I actually quit two years ago. Savas out. Suck it. Get out of here, lady. I hit that. Yay! What a nice moment. What a nice moment. Everyone finally, the, literally the last moment, finally did the right thing. Yay! And let Jizz, Jesus, let Liz, let Liz get away and finally meet her chili. Yeah, that uh, program intro was very Spike TV. <laughs> oh my God. Like, uh, almost like I wouldn't be, like, I mean, I know it wasn't, but like, it wouldn't surprise me if like that had been pulled from an actual Spike TV, like, oh, airing or something. Yeah. Spike TV is now FX, right? Pair, no, Paramount channel there's a paramount channel and i think it's what was spike tv and like now it's obviously it's pivoted very much from those we as a society let that happen we let the man channel exist for like a decade but remember stripperella yep well to be fair stan lee probably needed some money so you know Hooray. He also, did what he had to do. Also, I really like how the Man Cave logo is like the man, the words Man Cave, like clearly superimposed over the old TGS Well, they logo. had a day to do it. Yeah. You know, you That's true. Break. That's true. The graphic designers, I mean, they need time to come up with their, their great yeah. logos. <sighs> anyway, we finally close the story on Liz Adoption. Hang on. Is that them? Is that the twins? No way. So it is possible. Yeah, I saw it on Maury. <sighs> is that a camera? I'm gonna need you on my good side. What up, Liz Lemon? I will not be able to attend school tomorrow because of an issue with my lizard. That seems about right. So I know you didn't like the child actors, but <laughs> they were. I, I thought. I mean, they only had like a couple lines. I no, mean, they I did fine. It, it was. It was. I mean, it was very clear what they were referencing. Like, right. although I guess. I mean, you probably could have got it just from the way they were dressed. But still, I mean, I think they. I mean, listen, like Jane Krakowski and Tracy Morgan are like extremely like seasoned experienced actors like you i mean it's hard for a kid who may i mean and who knows what kids have ever acted before to like completely capture their essence well no i'm not worried about them capturing their essence it's just we've seen bobby j thompson as tracy's son right killing it he probably he probably had more acting experience before this but anyway he killed it on this show virginia 
Tracy's baby, I would say, after having <laughs> two kids, she was a baby. That's I don't true. Know, it's just like it's just that little girls. Excuse me, are you are you using a camera? Then you should capture. It's it's so wooden that it's like could they not get other takes? Is oh wow! Well. Again, it's hard it to get a good matter. performance out of a kid. No, I know it doesn't matter. It's such a small thing to get hung up on, but it's just like ugh, such a great moment in my head. It's just like. Well, that could have been so much better, yeah. but whatever. But it's still a nice moment because, no, of is. course, yeah. of course, Liz's real kids will be the same as her like work kids, work kids. have been yeah. for the past Tracy seven years. Tracy Junior yeah. and Jenna Juniors. Yep. Yeah, no, it's 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 a fun realization. And then the the coming back joke of uh, twins can be biracial or can be separate, different races biracial, different races twins can definitely be biracial twins, many many are many are many <laughs> are um, but yeah that can be the same parents just different races um pays off as a joke but liz has finally got her dream yeah she yeah. she has it all she well she doesn't have her show anymore but she's got most of she it. has it almost all she has almost all of it she still has plenty of, I mean, hey, she owns she owns two apartments in Manhattan, mm-hmm. so she could sell that for a lot of money and, mm-hmm. like, move somewhere cheaper and retire mm-hmm. with that and she's money. a screen, she's a showrunner, she knows she's, her job, her, not her job at TGS, but, you know, she's going to be secure and securing something down the line, so um, she'll be fine, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, our credit scene this, ep- this episode is Kenneth doing, like, I guess you would say, like, an updated NBC sort of promo because um, it was a real song that he was singing just you know replaced with modern things um, just him sort of doing like a promo for I guess the, his new NBC that he'll be pitching uh, and being president of um, but yeah that's uh, a goon's deed in a weary world which is also a reference to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that's what um, Willy Wonka says to Charlie, when he passes on being the next president of his chocolate factory, which that's that's also irrational too. Why would you put a kid in charge? A kid and a decrepit old man in charge of a factory. He was the most about. pure of heart. Anyway. Didn't you learn anything from this episode? No. I'm sorry. We I learned to... that kids are bad actors. And oh, God. Kenneth should not be a president of uh-huh. a television company but we should anyway. rewatch the original really Wonka. i haven't seen it in a long time yeah i don't think i've seen it in a really long time either yeah. i'm sure it holds up probably the final thoughts on this episode before we say adieu yeah overall super solid episode i think um mm-hmm. i mean the season overall across the board has been solid so i mean it's clearly they had the end planned in mind how they were moving towards it so yeah um they know, they're it, not it, wasting like, any right, time it, it feels very assured like they know what they're working towards and still like I mean, this episode definitely had more, um, I mean, not dramatic, but more character, like characters coming to fruition moments that aren't necessarily comedic, but still managed to pack in like plenty mm-hmm. of like classic 30 Rock comedy. So classic. overall, good. Yeah, no, I think it's a super solid episode. And, uh, again, it could have stood as a finale for our main three characters, but we still need to get that Tracy and Jenna. Yeah. And I guess Jack yeah, doesn't but... really, because I mean, Jack is into his role, but like... I guess last week when he formally becomes a CEO of like could have served his family, this week actually it does feel like there's a little bit more to do. So which yeah. obviously we know will happen in the yeah, family, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is a good setup to see like all right, so now we know what their futures are. Let's see them now in action, and I think that's, yeah. that's what we're going to get. 
in next week's episode is the finale is, is seeing all of that actually in place and how they are living so yeah yeah any other thoughts nope all right well as always thank you for joining us on go to there if you like what we're doing rating reviewing and all that kind of stuff it's going to be the best way to help us out otherwise we will see you in next week's episode 137 season 12 episode 12 and episode 13 entitled hogcock slash last lunch david takes out see you next time Welcome to a world of magic Where this nifty gadget full of batteries can entertain your life Welcome to a world of wonder Moving at the speed of light Press that button and invite us right into your home Cause you must see a world of magic N.B.C. NBC, we comedy. Kenneth, it's we peacock comedy. You say the peacock. What? That's insane.